on the beach, stepping on the beans, the only place to read your emails and your tweets. It's Wednesday, March 3rd. I'm J.E. Skeetson alongside me. We got hashtag full squad. Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Fellow bean eaters. Hello, bean man. Got the top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Hey, yo. yo, the international man of mystery taking it to the Max Leellis. Friends. <laughs> and last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team. Joining us once again live on YouTube. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you check out Tass's awesome What You Need to Know mini recap podcast Monday through Friday. That series has been phenomenal. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Download that. Leave him a comment as well. Trey, you dropped your latest masterpiece, Seven Days in the NBA, your fun recap. That went up yesterday on Tuesday, so go check that out as well. And uh, coming up tomorrow night, Thursday already coming up tomorrow, halftime of the Heat Pelicans. Only one game on TNT, so we'll fire up the live stream, the NBA Happy Hour, featuring one of Lee's mates. Which one? We're not going to tell you. Old Atos? Maybe. Plugger? Maybe. <laughs> Who else am I forgetting? Trigger. Trigger, that's trig, it. Big Trig, yeah. Could be Big Trig. I'm waiting for Manos and Tito's. To oh. <laughs> also, that'd be a know. fun night. You never know Manos, who's going to swing by. Manos, Tito's, and Tassos. Yeah, NBA happy hour, <laughs> yes. That's right. So, uh, again, that is NBA happy hour, our live watch party. More of a hang, really. Having a blast every Thursday night. Again, at halftime of the Heat Pelicans. I think that's a later start. Um, tomorrow night. I think it's 8.30 p.m. Eastern start. So we probably won't be live until uh, 9.45, maybe. Ooh. Could be closer to anyway. Manos and Tito's hours. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. So we are back, though, stepping on the beach. Uh, keep your questions coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Or you can leave them in the YouTube comments. Tassie, what's our first one? Let's get to our first one. Although I do have a secret bean email. Oh, which, oh was, boy. which was just planted this morning and, and the <laughs> beans have come to fruition, if that's what you would say. No, the beans have grown. So let's save that one for later, though. Mm-hmm. For our mm-hmm. first one, hey, No Dunks, Inc., with the new condensed dunk contest format and the somewhat underwhelming participants, what would be the bet MGM odds that Zach Levine has a better in-game dunk during the actual All-Star game? Then all the dunk contest dunks. Whoa! Turn up cheese on fries. Opossum. That's Rob in Kelowna. What do you think, Skeets? I I heard Uh, you make a noise there. You don't. You don't think that's possible? No, no, not all of them. No, I think that's going a little overboard. Look, I went on a dunk contest rant on this morning's uh, daily podcast. uh, Right off the top, if you want to go listen to that, just let the kids dunk, everybody. All right, just to go in low expectations, whatever you want, high expectations doesn't matter. Let's see them dunk before we shit on the damn thing. Will Zach Levine probably bust out something in the All-Star game? I hope so. I'm not cheering against it. Um, We know he can throw down some pretty incredible stuff, you know, going around the back and stuff like that, taking off from the free throw line. So I'm sure if he he gets the breakaway, yeah, something magical will happen. But uh, come on. We're going to get something special, I think, from at least one or two of these uh, young guys in the dunk contest on Sunday at halftime. I'm very excited about that. Going to be a little weird. With the uh, limited crowd, but could be fun with the All-Stars, you know, in their uniforms, I guess, or in their (laughs) warm-ups. And maybe they're involved a lot more because of that. I guess that's in play, too. Um, But no, I'm not uh, not hitting up BetMGM and laying money on Zach (laughs) Levine having a better dunk. Though I was reminded, I was reminded of the 
Steph Curry off the floor bounce pass to Giannis. Mm-hmm. I believe two years ago, if you want to fact check me on that, guys, uh, I think it was in Charlotte. I know they all blend together, but I think that was in Charlotte. Yeah, I think that was there because we're, if you remember, we'll take you back to us four. We're on that platform at the end. We're working for TNT and we're sort of at the, at the end of the floor where they're doing inside the NBA. Mm-hmm. And there, and we had the the vantage point. It was right in front of us because we it was an end zone platform that where they were doing their show. So it was right, right in front of us. Yeah, that was definitely. I was Charlotte. Charlotte, the Spectrum. We ran into Jeff Skin Wade on that same concourse and <laughs> oh, yeah. hours before. Great. Did it? Was that the one where uh, Big John Raptor security guard uh, got us into the building too? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think it was. That I think night. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Or Probably. it was that weekend at least. Oh, one, one of the times he uh, like got us snuck us in through the back door. Anyway, shout out to Big John. But uh, yeah, that, I, I rewatched it and I'm just bringing it up because I was like, oh my god, I forgot how sort of incredible that play was. Like. Giannis goes insanely high to get it, Lee. Like, Curry throws it off the ground, and the thing just skyrockets. And, I, I mean, I'm, I think Giannis almost goes above the box to uh, to go and get it. And uh, it was a hell of a dunk. I mean, I guess, was that better than any of the dunks in the yeah. actual dunk contest that year? Man, I think that's still a stretch. But it was Well, nice that's dunk. the thing. It comes down to subjectivity, doesn't it? Ah, like, it does, it you does. know, was this, was this dunk in-game better because he was doing it against... Defense, totally. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, or was it just more, more athletic? Or was it a bigger name guy throwing down a duck? I mean, yeah, all those things true. come into it. So uh, it, it's it's kind of hard to see uh, an all star game where you'd have a dunk that's better than the dunk contest. But maybe it could happen. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Because we just know that when these guys are going down the lane, even though the defense has picked up in the last couple of years, they tend to stand out of the way. No one wants to get posterized in a in a uh, all star game. So no. It's probably not going to happen, but you just never know with some of the uh, bigger names in the All-Star game than what are in the dunk contest, so I suppose... Okay, what about this? What if, heaven forbid, I don't think it'll be it'll happen, but let's say the dunk contest at halftime of the game, for the first time ever, is a dud, and the guys can't put down dunks, and everyone's like, oh god, this is bad, this is embarrassing... Will those players in the game take it upon themselves to almost put on a bonus dunk contest? Zach Levine, Zion Williamson, whoever else wants to get in the mix. Trey, you're nodding. Maybe there's something to that, right? They could save the the night if, again, the dunk contest doesn't deliver. Third quarter is must-watch basketball time. <laughs> They'll be go. coming right after the dunk contest. Then you got the All-Stars who are saying, eh, yeah, the fourth quarter is going to matter. That's when we're playing the Elam ending. That's when we're going to actually have to give it a go here. Third right. quarter, though. Let's see some highlights. Uh, yeah. I feel like it was, what year was this? Maybe 2014 when John Wall had an incredible dunk in the Rising Stars? Nah, yeah. that can't be. Somebody, it had to have been earlier. He was way back. Yeah. yeah. He won the dunk contest in 2014. Okay, so maybe he it was won air quotes. Yeah. 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 He won that anyway, weird one. Yeah, it was a long time ago. He had a really great dunk in the Rising Stars contest, and I feel mm-hmm. like that was the dunk of the weekend. So it's possible. It's certainly possible to um to have a dunk that is not in the all uh not in the dunk contest be the best one. Right. But it's not quite the same, you know, because it's not the four main elements of the dunk contest. A man, mm-hmm. his body, <laughs> his legs. And a ball. The ball. <laughs> Maybe two balls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> sometimes two nets too. What about the sometimes? Net? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. a passer. Yeah. I thought you were going with the four main elements, like the four dunkers in the dunk contest. But no, you just went straight body ball, man. <laughs> Legs. Ball. Oh, legs, 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 not man, legs. It's yeah. very weird. Very like, so, yeah. it's one of Trey's weird takes. Uh, but uh, that's, the, that's the issue with guys like just non, not big names in it, right? Like mm-hmm. people are excited to see Zach Levine throw a dunk in a game rather than the dunk contest participants. Like 
Jeremy Evans was a really good dunker in the dunk contest. Do you remember Jeremy Evans? Not so much. Uh, uh, know, I mean, he jumped over his own painting. I do remember that. That was <laughs> yeah, pretty well. He did, yeah. Uh, you know, do you remember uh, the last few years? No, I don't remember because I already forget. No, like Glenn Robinson the third was a good dunker. Derek Jones Jr. was a good yeah. dunker. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, everybody is just, just you know, Chomping at the bit to see Zach Levine throw down while they're not so much ready to see, you know, Cassius Stanley throw down. So one of those guys has to have like four great dunks for you to really, really remember them. It's just hard. It's it's hard for a, a guy who doesn't have a big name and doesn't have a big rep going in to yeah. really steal the show. But like I said again on, on this morning's podcast, that doesn't mean they couldn't turn into the next Zach Levine or the next Aaron Gordon in terms of dunking. You know, yeah. if they if they do something special, like Trey was throwing it out, if somebody does a dunk we've never seen before, does it smoothly, does it with power, and then you're like, wow, okay, because that's what happened with Zach Levine the first time back in 2015, I think, was yeah, his yeah, first 15, one, right? Yeah. He goes back to back in 15, 16. You know, and Trey's right. I think Zach Levine was known a little bit more than any of these guys, don't get me wrong, in this year's contest, but it's not like Zach Levine was a household name. He was just super young. Uh, we knew he had hops. We had seen some of his dunks going around, what he had done in, obviously, college and stuff like that. And you were excited for him, but he turned into, obviously, a greater player and a bigger name because of the dunk contest. So hopefully that happens with uh, with one of these guys, Toppin or Simons or uh, Cassius Stanley. Who do you have... Uh, Tass winning this thing. We made our picks this morning. You obviously weren't with us. Who are you taking in the dunk contest? Cash Money Stanley there taking over for the 2020 and the 2021. Yeah, no <laughs> oh, doubt. Nice. Give me yeah. Cassius. Give okay. me Ca- especially because Obi- I love. There we go. Yeah, you're seeing me with Cassius on YouTube here. If you're if you're hanging out with us, a couple hundred dollar bills. I uh, uh, yeah, because especially because Obi Top and I love watching him dunk, but mm-hmm. it's it's hard pressed to have a. You know, a big win it. We know that. We yep. know that. Very difficult. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be between Stanley and Simons, but, uh, you know, who knows? Hey, look. Stanley and Simons, what a law firm. Yeah, we'll be watching. <laughs> we'll be watching, and uh, we'll very likely be live here on YouTube uh, during the dunk contest. Again, uh, sort of a bonus NBA happy hour watching together here and reacting in real time. It'll, it'll be fun. It could be a good time. All right, next one. Fellas. I'm as thrilled as the next guy about the unprecedented surge in wedgies this season, but I have to say it all feels a little unnatural. Hmm. When baseball started flying out of the park at all-time highs, questions were asked. So I wonder, are the basketballs being juiced? Could it be an effect to boost ratings among the throngs (laughs) of wedgie fans across the globe? Or is it a byproduct of Tom Brady-esque ball deflation to get those softer bounces on threes and drive up scoring? My prevailing theory is it's an antibacterial they're treating the balls with in the time of COVID here that's softening the leather and making them particularly wedge-tastic. Wow. wow. We'd love to hear your thoughts. This is from Aria. Wow. Trey, I mean, get us started here. I'm almost, I can't believe we let this through and we read this on air. Is there anything to this? Like, especially that last one there, the antibacterial on the balls, is it having an effect? It's possible. Something is up. And I think I've discovered who's behind this. Spalding basketballs. Oh. 100% behind the rise in wedgies. This is their last season as the Ooh. official basketball oh. of the NBA. Oh. Oh. So something has been changed to make the balls, as Arya says, particularly wedge-tastic. Mm. <laughs> A couple of reasons they would want to do this. Number one, first and foremost, screen time. The ball gets stuck there in the rim. You get a beautiful zoom and you see Spalding right there. But even more important, 
They're trying to set a wedgie mark that Wilson will never achieve. <laughs> Setting the bar so high that Wilson comes in. They're so excited to finally be the official basketball of the NBA. They're like, well, guess we'll have to stick to made shots because there's no way we're getting to 69 wedgies. I think that uh, that those couple of reasons are why Spalding would do this. Um, and I think the NBA is 100% fine with it because it is good for her ratings. Everybody's tuning in now to see these wedgies. They love it when the game stops. They love seeing the jump ball. Love seeing a referee toss it up in the air. It's one of the best moments. So, yeah, Spalding is doing it. The NBA is okay with it. And we're loving it. Yeah. What, what do you think, Tass? Well, I wanted to ask Trey because you, you produced a video during the summer with the, the, the NBA protocol of how they were supposed to clean the ball every half, right? Is that what the their deal was or was it for every game? That's a good question. I'm not sure Either how way. often they're cleaning it, but they're supposed to be cleaning it certainly more than they ever did in the past, I yeah. would imagine. Did you find, you know, when you picked up that ball when it was done, that it was... <laughs> one percent softer or a little bit more just a, you know a little bit gentler had the leather fibers broken down just ever so much oh, wow. that would it could be a little softer wedge. could be a yeah. little more sticky um these are all good reasons why these balls are wedge-tastic but uh i don't know i mean another factor in it no doubt lots of three-pointers yeah we's, we're always talking about uh every wedge is a snowflake everyone is unique but two that happen quite a bit are a three-pointer. We see a ton of three-pointers. We see a ton from the corner where you're getting that perfect angle into the wedgie. And another, I feel like, common wedgie is several people underneath the rim, the ball gets batted around and somebody yeah. smacks it in. Yeah. So if you're trying to take all your shots at the rim or from three, you're bound to get more wedgies. But the pace right now is just insanity. Yeah. Are you saying we could thank, in a way, Daryl Morey for the increase in wedgies? Wow. Hmm. Three-pointers? Yes. Shots of the rim? I mean, that's Mori ball, right? More wedgies. I think there's something to that for sure. And maybe the ball. I'm not discrediting that uh, sure. That theory with the ball being something. Look, hey, I went and bought one. I told you this morning. Oh, I yeah. Got a new oh, yeah. Costco, 19.99. What a deal. Couldn't believe it. It was right <laughs> by the good bread. Deal, actually. This was right by the bread. Isn't that weird? Wow. Costco's strange, man. They just put things anywhere. Is um, it yeah. organized by alphabetical order? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bread, yeah, it's balls. True. It's working backwards. Bread and then basketball. Beans. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I will be honest. It's it's a little, it's an indoor-outdoor ball, but it's a little soft, Lily. I can't I believe you've, you've still got it in the box. I would have had that well, I'm, baby I'm out. waiting to unbox it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, You're going to put gonna it do on a video on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to try this ball, Lee? Maybe you can hit a free throw with your kids with this one. I could try. Oh. Yeah, it'll probably it'll probably clunk on the old uh, on the old backboard there. The backboard, uh, actually, the backboard and rim that we have there, can't believe it survived the uh, entire summer and winter of just being pounded with balls nonstop. Because uh, it's not the highest quality, I'll say that. And yeah. uh, it's hanging in there, though. It's even hit the deck a few times when we've had some uh, blustery winds come through Ooh. too. I've woken up in the morning and it's plonk out in the middle of the road, and I'm like, oh. That's not good, but the rim's okay though. That's the rim. The rim is yeah. okay. It's still wow. round. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's still round. It's not a triangle like you nah. were gunning for. <laughs> in the I might have to try that one. That looked like a challenge. Yeah, that looked fun. Speaking of uh, all the nets, did Trey? Did you ever go pick up Tass's net that you were getting rid of? Did, did that ever happen? What happened to that bad boy? Somebody snatched it before I could get over there. Oh damn! Mm, someone you right knew, there. Tass, or someone straight up took it. Well, someone I know, but someone oh. took it. Somebody oh, took okay, it in okay. the neighborhood. Uh, ended up just walking by and said, well, there's a net. And it was just kind of hanging out on the, the front portion of my lawn. Like, it wasn't it wasn't out on the for curb. garbage. Right, right, You right. know, it was like, it was kind of there. 
Um, but you know, it was lying down, so the person just thought, "Oh, I guess it's it's like it's like ten percent on the road." Oh, uh, so that person is just like, you know, I had the guts. I was. I was they wondering. didn't ask you. No, no. Wow. They thought they thought Whoa. it was garbage. I guess. I mean, I guess why would you have a, a hoop kind of lying down? I there? guess. Yeah. But it was yeah. like ten percent on the road, ninety percent on lawn, one hundred percent balls to pick that up and just <laughs> roll it. And he had to roll it like a good. I don't know. Uh, it's like a hundred yards. No, okay. longer than that. Go ask for it back. Say yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you could take that. All right. But uh, uh, little does he know that there's some holes in that base. So hopefully it doesn't come down. <laughs> on, on it just anybody. turns out if your buddy's got a net that he's getting rid of, it's not easy to go get if you don't nah, have a pickup nah, truck. No. Man. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. My neighbor has a truck. He was in on getting this uh, hoop. Okay. Tass said, hey. I'm gonna set it out. Tor- I'm gonna set it out 10% on the road, 90% on the lawn. But in this neighborhood, 10% is all you need. Somebody yeah. might come and get it. I said that's all right. I just want you to not have that hoop anymore. Right, somebody yeah. came and snatched before we had a chance. Unfortunate, but I don't know. Somebody's gonna get rid of their basketball hoop soon. Who's it gonna be? Lee, yeah. getting rid of yours. I know it's uh, still in pretty good condition. Yeah, get a I'll- new one, Lee. I'll take yeah. your clunker. Well, it's funny because uh, our neighbors actually did have it out on their nature strip that was clearly there, like up for grabs. And I tried to grab it, and it was an NBA one too. It was a proper one, but. It was full of like hardened cement in the base, and it was like, well, oh, I can't baby. move it. Oh, wow. Can't move it. Impossible to move. It was there for weeks, and then someone I just noticed in their driveway, they nicked it. So uh, someone, someone got moved it done. It. Yeah, eventually. But... <laughs> so it wasn't impossible to move in the No, end. it wasn't, but they must have had a car or something because I, well, I just walked over and said, all right, well, I'm just taking this one. Uh, I couldn't do it. So I was like, all right, I don't want it. I guess that's the move. Maybe you just uh, like rent a pickup truck and drive, drive around, around whatever city yeah. <laughs> looking for basketball hoops. Hey, that one's pretty close to the curb. Might as well yeah. grab it, throw it in the back. Yeah. What did you say? Your neighbor had it on his nature strip? Is that yeah, like the, you know, like between the sidewalk and the, what do you right. call that? Oh, okay. Don't you call well, that a nature strip? Easement, yeah, I think that's the I've never heard it called nature yeah. strip, but I'm yeah. not mad. I like it, yeah. Sure. yeah. It's an yeah, Australian it's, thing, I guess. But um, it's a good one. Once I thought it's that on was the, the hair coming down from your belly button. Yeah, that's but. a manscaped <laughs> ad read for sure. <laughs> you want to take care of your nature strip? <laughs> We've got manscaped weed whacker 3.0. Um, I just uh, I looked up because Trey, you mentioned definitely feels like there's a lot more three-point shots this year definitely feels like there's a lot more guys who shouldn't be taking them that are taking them Mm -hmm. resulting in a good amount of wedgies there's two more threes per game over last year which i thought Mm -hmm. there'd be more but that's Mm -hmm. i mean it's still a lot there's 73 73s per game that's freaking a lot there's 68 last year 64 the year before that 58 the year before that keeps climbing keeps climbing i did see somebody tweet us in this morning uh i guess it was about whoa boys but i would love to know about wedgies too like which team which team is allowed the most wedgies? Like which arena? Which rims? Cuz let's like, you know, for a wedgie to <laughs> yeah. truly dance, it's it's a couple of things. Like a dunker, it's the shooter, it's the ball, but it's also the rim, right? And the backboard. I mean, really. <laughs> the four elements of a wedgie. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder is it happening like I know Portland, I know Lamar heard the wedgie whisperer. He was uh, in attendance for a lot of wedgies. Now how many of those were in Portland? I'm not sure off the top of my head, but most of them. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, and and then it's, uh, you know, the conditions of the arena, I want to know. Man, let's really break it down. Feels like Tampa and the Raptors have had a few, too. We've had a few Matt Devlin and Jack Mm. Armstrong. The humidity Mm -hmm. in Tampa. Wow. All right. Okay, somebody do a thesis on wedgies. It'd be great. It'd be a hundred. Yeah, it'd be a great one. Okay. Next one. Dear No Dunks fam, it was great to see Knicks and Nets fans back in attendance this week. Julius Randle even got MVP chance which is a stretch even for a real diehard Knicks fan. 
but it's all in fun of chanting things while in the audience. I remember chanting, suit up Fisher. (laughs) Back when Derek Fisher was coaching and the Knicks were down by 20. This got me thinking, what happens in the playoffs? If one team is allowed fans and one team isn't, is there an unfair advantage or would the league not allow fans to balance the playing field? Obtuse rubber goose, green moose, guava juice. <laughs> uh, that's from Justin in New York. Uh, good one. Yeah, good one of my favorites, actually. <laughs> uh, good question. Yeah. I think uh, by May 22nd, we're going to have fans basically in every arena. I'm, that's that's almost a given. I would say 100% of the arenas are going to have it. We have fans in 19 arenas right now. It's going to be 20 mm. next week mm. uh, when the Pistons start allowing fans. And, yeah, that's two and a half months away. Um, that's that's going to be full. Uh, President Biden just announced that every adult should be able to get the vaccine by the end of May. Now, vaccine doesn't equal vaccinations, but right. uh, there's going to be a ton of fans in the stands. But, uh, like, the hypothesis or, or just this... Uh, this uh, experiment, thought experiment, would NBA say, hey, no way, uh, Nets, you can't allow fans if the Knicks are allowing fans. I think it'd be the opposite. I think they'd say Knicks for sure. You can have as many fans as you want. If, if you guys are allowing fans, I don't think the NBA would step in and say, right. uh-uh, because uh, it's, just, it's just the game right now. I mean, they're already allowing fans now. Why would they do it? And why would they stop it? In May. Right. So you're saying right now, if you think about it, it's not a balanced playing field because no. not every uh, city or every state is allowing, and not that they should, uh, fans into the arena. That's a good point. Good way to look at it. I guess the Raptors will be at an advantage regardless, right? Um, not playing in their own city is what I'm getting at. You know, I don't think they're going to be back for the playoffs to Canada. Who knows? I, I guess it's possible. Probably unlikely. I don't think they came out and said that, did they, Tass? Like, they didn't say postseason we are also here in tampa i guess it's assumed said the rest of the season yeah i think it's assumed yeah so that sucks for them though they can have fans in there and there's a bunch of raptors fans down in florida i don't know it's a good question because i hadn't thought about it to be honest but i i think i'm i'm with you i don't know if anybody disagrees with what tass is saying they're going to if you're allowed in your state to allow fans in and do it safely then sorry if you're the one or two, I guess, cities or arenas that doesn't, right, Lee? Is that yeah, what you would think? Yeah. They're not going to cut off any revenue stream whatsoever. It doesn't yeah. matter where it comes from. So, yeah, if uh, one city or one state is allowing more than another's, that's just bad luck to the state that doesn't allow as many, I guess, mm-hmm. if in terms of getting crowd in there. But, uh, yeah, no, it seems like uh, the bubble is completely off the table for the playoffs. I know that was considered an idea at some point. But right now, it's kind of like... It's like, well, we can kind of deal with what we're dealing with right now and just survive. And, uh, you know, it's it's like it's not a priority, really, to keep fans away. They're trying to get in as many as possible, mm-hmm. slowly inching up the amounts uh, time by time. So I think just between now and July, whenever the playoffs start or the finals start, it's you're going to see, you know, potentially even uh, full capacity in some arenas. I mean... If people are vaccinated, you may be like yeah. There'll be technology probably that you have to prove that you're vaccinated. Yeah, I mean that's right. If you come in with your the app and all that, yeah. Yeah, if you're vaccinated, maybe go in. I mean, I think mask mask wearing will still be advised and recommended, but probably not enforced. So um, that's the way I can see it. I can't see them going backwards from here. Yeah, Trey, anything to add to to this thought experiment? 
No, I think you guys nailed it. The only thing I would say is that maybe the 76ers, regardless of what happens, should consider not having fans for the entirety of the season. 15-3 and three at home so mm-hmm. far, and you're still seeing Embiid calling to the fans who are not there for MVP calls or for MVP <laughs> chants. It's great stuff. He's like, I'm celebrating like as if they were here, and he seems to be having his best season ever. You know, he's a guy that we thought, oh, this is going to be tough for Joel Embiid not having the fans getting him fired up. He's firing himself up, looking better without the fans. So maybe the Sixers are like, okay, guys, we're just taking a break. See you next season when we got that chip. Maybe it works out for them. Yeah, I think, too, uh, Justin said that the Knicks crowd was chanting MVP for Julius Randle. Correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were doing it for quickly, too, at one point. I'm pretty sure there was a second Knicks player that they were also <laughs> dropping MVP chants mm-hmm. on, which uh, Knicks fans going to Knicks, right? Lily, you're part of the uh, community there. <laughs> Fantastic. Have you guys it's, back above it's, 500? It's, or close. Hey, it's great to see the Knicks back because their fans are getting completely carried away, you know? This oh, resurgent. Yeah. They've never been like this before in years gone by. So they've got an all-star. They've got a good rookie. They're in love with Tibbs. Everyone loves Tibbs right now. Right. I mean, it's probably only got another season of this before it wears off. But hey, it's working right now. And that's all that counts when you've been the Knicks and you've been in the doldrums for so many years. Quickly was snubbed from the Rising Stars game, though, wasn't he? Oh, they're, gonna, they're not going to be happy about that. Oh, my God. That was just released before we jumped on here. My goodness. <laughs> they're not playing the game, by the way. No. Everybody. The Rising Stars game will not be it's playing. Too dangerous. They've named them. And your boy Campazzo made it, Lee, so you yes. must be happy. Too Very dangerous. Happy. I think they're not playing it because did you just see the U.S. team compared to the international team? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been a smoke show. And I, hey, look, but five Canadians on the international team. I was happy about that. But, uh, oh, my goodness, that American team was loaded with names. It's like, well, who? I mean, it was Ja and Zion and uh, who am I forgetting right now? Uh, who else was on their team? Was well, Halliburton. I know DeAndre Hunter yeah. made it, but I don't, yeah. he's mm. obviously won't be yeah. playing. Yeah, uh, the U.S. team. I think it's going to have to go back to uh, just rookies and sophomores pretty soon because the disparity, once they actually play the game, it's pretty severe. Yeah, it, go, it comes and goes, though. Who knows? Who knows? Not this year, but they named them. So congratulations. Everybody got named. Quickly didn't. <laughs> Knicks fans are pissed. All right, next one. Hello to gents. Hello to the gents. My question is coming from Kelowna. This is our second email from Kelowna, right? Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, British Columbia, Canada. Shout out to Kelowna. Uh, shout out to the Canadians out there. Nick writes, the last quadruple double was posted almost 27 years ago by the Admiral David Robinson. Seems like we're overdue for one. So who do you think is the most likely player to, in each conference to break the drought and post that elusive quad dub? Cheers and stay safe. That Again, that's from Nick Wall, the quadruple double, obviously getting uh, 10 plus in four statistical categories out of points, rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks. Uh, getting four of those, 10 plus. It is pretty amazing that there's only been five ever in NBA history. That is crazy uh, when you really stop and think about it. Akeem Olajuwon did it twice in the same month. <laughs> wow. In 1990, he did it twice. Um, we've had Nate Thurman when he was a Bulls player and he was bald. Uh, great look for him. Had the oh, the guns. bald bull? Yeah. He had 12 blocks and then obviously uh, achieved all the uh, 10 plus in the other categories. Spurs guard Alvin Robertson was uh, the next player to do it in 1986. He's the first and only player, I think, still to do it with steals because usually the guys do it with blocks. Mm -hmm. I said Akeem did it twice. And then David Robinson, the last player to do it, 1994. 34 points, 10 boards, 10 assists, 10 blocks. Wow. Draymond Green was close a couple of years ago, 2017. This is the most insane stat line that we've had in a long time. 12 rebounds for Draymond Green in this game against the Grizzlies. 10 assists, okay. 
He had 10 steals, but incredibly, he failed to score 10 points in the uh, blowout win. He also had five blocks in that game, but he only had four points, so he didn't get the uh, five by five either. He finished two for six. What an insane line, but pretty close. So, to my predictions, I thought this was really fun. I love doing this one. In the Western Conference, I didn't overthink it. I think it's Jokic. I mean, he was already this year. Two rebounds and three steals short of one this season. I don't think it'll come in blocks. He does not get a whole bunch in games. But steals, again, he had seven already in a game this year. I know three more to go is still a lot, but it's possible. You know, it's one of those things. The team is sloppy. He's got those big, long arms. Sometimes you get credited for a weird steal or two here. That's I mean, you're sort of like, was that your steal? Eh, Okay, yeah, deflection. It led to it, whatever. And then, of course, he can do the... He's a triple-double machine. So the other three categories is not a problem, especially the way he passes the ball. So I think Jokic in the West. I thought the East was a little more difficult. At first, I thought maybe Miles Turner, but he can't get the assists. <laughs> I mean, he could do the blocks. I think he still leads the league in blocks, but he's not even getting close to the assists. He gets like two or three. Ben Simmons? Yeah. I think is a good on one with list. steals. Yeah, he's on your list. Okay. And then uh, it, it's funny because I'm going Ben Simmons with the steals, but I just told you it's like very, very rare. Rare, And I'm also going Jokic with the steals. It's rare for that to happen. So it's more likely in blocks. So maybe I'll throw it at Clint Capella. He already had a game where he had 10 blocks. He's not as bad as Turner when it comes up to racking assists, but he's not like that's going to be the tough one to get 10 dimes. But again, assists are sometimes some of those like funny games where it's like you just hand it to the guy and he shoots a three, right? So... <laughs> You know, if the ball finds his way to Clint enough and he kicks to the corner and clicks out to Trey Young and he gets enough assists, yeah, I think it's possible. He's obviously going to get the big beef rebounds. He's going to get the points. So those are my, those are my, I guess, three guys. Jokic in the West. And then in the East, I'm going Ben Simmons or Clint Capella. Uh, Trey, you agreed with Simmons. Anyone else I'm forgetting or you want to throw in the mix? I think Simmons is good. Simmons could make a run at 10 steals, but 10 steals is, that's hmm. tough. Yeah. Two times since 2010 have we had a 10 steal game. That Draymond one you mentioned, and oddly enough, Lou Williams. Lou Williams had a 10 steal game. So for me, the blocks are more likely. Yeah. In the Eastern Conference, I'll go Giannis. Uh, you know, he's had oh, a, yeah. Yeah. He's a triple-double kind of guy. He could easily have a 10-block game. And then in the Western Conference... I would go Anthony Davis in a game where LeBron James is not playing. I know that's not going to happen right now because Anthony Davis is not playing. LeBron James is not going to be playing uh, for this next game, but um, he is on the court. But in a a game where Anthony Davis gets to handle the ball, where he gets to be the guy uh, making the decisions and passing the ball, I can see him having a 10 assist game. I think that might be not tougher, but more unlikely. uh, than a 10 blocks game. He's had a double digit block game a few times during his career. So Giannis and AD guys who can do everything and are super athletes. All we'll right. see. This is a fun, fun question. I love these questions. Lee, who do you got? Anyone uh, we're missing? Well, there's one guy uh, who I think could do it from the sort of guard position is maybe DeJounte Murray from the San Antonio Spurs because he gets the steals. Okay. Okay. He gets the steals. Uh, he, he's had quite a few double figure rebound games this season and he's actually had more rebound double figures than he has assists, which is kind of odd for him. But uh, I think someone like him because, uh, yeah, he's had eight steals in a game. He's had five in a game. It's just, you know, to get 10 is so tough. I guess blocks, it is just easier. Because it's easier. You, can, you, you just, can get a couple blocks on, like, one possession. Yeah. That's the other yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you rack up, like, three blocks in the span of, like, 15 seconds because the guy just keeps going up. And I mean, it's more likely Drummond, than steals. Andre Drummond should be able to get it, too. He's not a bad passer of the ball from that high post, uh, but it just doesn't, you know, he's never had, I don't, well, not this season he's had a 10 assist game, but he can pass the ball well. Uh, if you have guys who can shoot as well, that's obviously going to help. So, And he's going to be around the rim blocking those shots. So someone like him could do it. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, the other guys you all mentioned, though, are the right Giannis. I mean, it should, figures that Giannis would get close at some point. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, DeJounte Murray is a good one. I don't mind mm, that. I, I, I can squint and see that happening. Uh, hey, Elvin Robertson did it in a Spurs uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not Murray? Tash, anybody that? Yeah, DeJounte Murray, I noticed this last week, he's averaging seven boards a game. That's, that's a big, big number for a, mm-hmm. a PG. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jokic is a good one. 50 career triple doubles already. Jokic is ninth all time in triple doubles. And, uh, you know, that, that's point rebounds and assists. And, yeah, he's one of the league leaders in steals. So mm-hmm. even, even though it is very difficult to get 10 steals uh, I like his chances for sure I, mm-hmm. I I didn't realize how hard it is to get 10 steals in comparison to yeah. 10 blocks but yeah. I know well, I know when you were back uh, back in the day skeets when you were doing fantasy by hand you wouldn't see a double digit <sighs> steals game ever like no. Trey just mentioned it's it's hard but but the big boys the D Robs the Akeems yep. those guys were getting double digit rebounds but uh, yeah the Jokic the Ben Simmons I think Especially when you don't have to concentrate on points. When you're a defensive player, you'll go get those, you know, the steals and the blocks. And 10 points should just come unless your name is Draymond Green, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's the weird one. Well, why not Rudy Gobert then, I guess? Could be uh, in the mix in terms of the, of the blocks. Assists? What about the assists? Yeah, the assists. This, this would be tough. Again, well, assists are the... all those three-point shooters, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, sh- it's, you know, you should be able to fire to a couple of those guys. That's what game. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, you sometimes just fall into those assists. Yeah, that's tough, sure, though. You're right. I mean, yeah. again, I agree. That's why I thought Miles Turner immediately, and then I'm like, ah, no. They just, like, you're not you're not using Miles Turner like that a lot. That's the thing. Like, you're not going to Turner in the middle. Hey, make your Draymond Green type decision. Uh, no. That's I mean, 10 rebounds used. can be a bit of a question for Miles Turner, to be quite honest. People in the stream team are saying <laughs> uh, Bam out of bio. I think that's not a bad that's choice good as one. well. Bam handles the ball a lot more now brings it up sometimes for the heat maybe again when jimmy butler's up i can see that happening yeah what about fred van vliet for the steals yeah possibility i could see him racking up like a nine or ten game uh steal in one game might be see no active doubt. hands gets a lot of them kendall gill back talk when we were talking fantasy back when we were younger tess i remember him being the steel man i he's think he had a couple games where he's, is he all time in a he, game in, in, uh, yeah 11 in one game i think is still the high yeah so isn't that weird 11's yeah. the record yeah <laughs> We're talking about one less to even just like have the chance at the quadruple yeah. double. That's that's wild. Ah, fun question, Nick. All right, next, next one. one. Hello, Starunks. I've been following you guys since the starters and quite frankly have fallen in love with Lee. I think of him often while I'm daydreaming and specifically about his love of numerous sports. Well, to my surprise, I found Cricket 19 on the Xbox yesterday and decided to give it a try. I mean, how hard can it be? I've heard Lee talk about it a million times. Alas, halfway through the match, I literally didn't understand a single rule or how the scoring worked. So my question is, when's the time you felt like you could jump into something due to a false sense of understanding? Much love. Trunks aren't dunks. Tree trunks. Jake from Danville, Kentucky. Very confusing. Uh, Thanks for the email, Jake. Lee, what, what do you think? What's what's something you had a false sense of understanding about? Yeah, well, first off, uh, yeah, playing oh cricket on well, just cricket on the on the PlayStation or whatever that would be difficult. There is this game. I don't know if it's still active, but it used to be on the computer. You could play for free called Stick Cricket, where basically you're just hitting the ball every time, and it's uh, it's a little bit easier because there's not a whole lot of skill or tactics in it. You're just trying to hit the ball every time. You might try that out and have a little bit more fun with that one uh, rather than uh, trying it on the on the device xbox yeah um as far as uh something i thought we i could jump into would be okay remember when we went to toronto for all-star weekend 2016 and we went axe throwing 
Yeah. And that was kind of, it's it was a bit of a sort of in vogue thing to do. Like everyone was having a cool time going axe throwing and we decided to do it. And I'd seen a few people uh, talk about it and say, yeah, it's a great night out. No one really said how much, how difficult it was though to actually sort of get the right sort of momentum, I guess, with throwing those actually got to lean forward and sort of, you know, not hang on to it for too yeah. long. Yep. And we all did it, and uh, I mean, we, we we managed to land the few axes onto the uh, onto the bullseye there, but um, was not easy. And I actually didn't really enjoy it all that much either, to be honest. <laughs> I was kind of like, well, why people are talking about this? I guess it's just different, and you know, it's a night it's out, a, you have a few yeah. drinks, but you're throwing axes, and it's like, hmm, uh, I don't think I'll be doing this again, <laughs> unless it's like you know a, a a team building event type of thing. But I would just be like, hey, you want to go axe throwing the first thing we're doing when we can see each other. <laughs> After this pandemic is yeah. over, no dunks axe throwing. I know yeah. they got it down here in Atlanta. We're going. Build the oh, team yeah. back up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. I mean, my answer is similar. It's curling. I thought curling would be like, all right, this looks like somewhat easy. I got to take this rock and just sort of like shuffle it down there and have it just go in there. I thought, okay, I can do that. I'll take a couple tries and then I'll be able to get it. Nope. It's tough. It is, it is very, very difficult to find the touch. Um, so that's my answer. I, I was shocked by how, <laughs> how, how difficult it was to actually get it to just like the perfect weight on it, right? And uh, yeah, that's yeah, totally. I took a you know like an introduction curling course. You go <laughs> go to the ice for a couple hours, first hour. It's freaking all learning. Sucked. <laughs> Come on, man. Can't be that hard. Guess what? It actually is. Yeah. Uh, even getting the slide down to be able to go from the blocks to, I don't know. I don't think they call it the blue line in curling, but <laughs> whatever that thing is when you got to release it. That's tough, man. That long slide with your big fat stride. That's tough. But uh, next time, come on. I don't care to learn the proper techniques that much. You know, I Let me chuck them. Yeah, exactly. I've abandoned my quest to become an Olympic curler. All I want to do is land one on the bullseye. That's mm-hmm. it. Give me as many tosses as possible because I don't want to just be striding the whole time. Striding and sliding. <laughs> let me toss. I'm with you, man. But I think you got to learn the proper technique to, to uh, beat yeah, these. Yeah, you guys, you got to like you turn do. it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I know. You got to curl it. It sucks. It does suck. But yeah, to get off that hack. I remember it's called, it's called a hack. Yeah, that's uh, right. And yeah, push right. off that thing and they like to curl that thing. That's hard work. Uh, it's okay, Lee. Not, it, like, my, my, we... high, my high school had uh, the best curling team in Ontario wow. in the province for a long time. The guys, like a, a few of my buddies, you guys know you guys know Lee. I think yeah. he was the, the skip. Nice. Uh, and uh, they were good, and they had a curling team, and they go to different wow. high schools, and high schools had wow. had rinks in their freaking gym or in their school. I don't know, maybe they went to public or to uh, right. you know like a communal place, but yeah, that's weird. Canada, what a weird place. <laughs> Lee, would you rather go curling together or axe throwing when we can? I'd like to try curling because I've never done it. Oh, you've before, never but... done it. Oh, no, yeah. No, All right. No, curling no. it is. It, curling is pretty fascinating when you uh, are not from Canada um, and you come over and people are just going crazy over curling at the Winter Olympics and that. You're like, what the hell is going on? Like, they go nuts brushing it. And, uh, you know, people are cheering and roaring and just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And why is it such a big sport? But Ugh. people love it. My uh, my buddy Dub at the uh, Vancouver Olympics that we were talking about not too long ago on another show, they went, they got tickets to curling. They said it was like the best time in the world. It's like <laughs> the most fun. It's a party. 
Like the atmosphere is awesome. You know, it's, you don't got to be quiet. It's not like tennis or anything like that. Like it's a full on party, and it's actually. I mean, I'll watch it on TV sometimes. Yeah. Tass, remember the Scott's Tournament of Hearts, or whatever it's called, <laughs> Hearts Scott's Tournament. I don't know. Is Canada uh, the world champions of it? You know, like considered it used to be. Or... Are they like the Brazil of soccer? You know, I mean, uh... <laughs> I think they were. Like, I I think they won it a lot. Yeah, but I have no idea if like thought... Norway is taking them over or yeah, something like I think that. It was, yeah. um either Turin or uh, Salt Lake City where they were red hot favorites and they and they blew it in the <laughs> they semifinals. Blew? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And, I, and I remember it was like just crushing for the uh for the you know curling slash winter olympic sort of <laughs> portion of Canada. I was like it's all right, it's all right, you, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You've won plenty before. <laughs> but I'd like to try it. I'd give it a shot. I remember uh, you mentioned All Star Weekend in Toronto in 2016. Lee, we had uh, you know fans there at uh, at the bar at Real Sports that were had come from the U.S. or, or just fans that had never been to Canada before and it was on TV and I remember I was hanging mm-hmm. out with friends and they looked up and they're like what the heck is that oh really uh, yeah. yeah it was on Sportsnet yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, good old Reddit curling match call, yeah. <laughs> Vic Routter Tuesday on the night. call yeah. oh Vic Routter yeah, yeah. connection is good yeah. All right. it looks like the United States won the men's tournament gold medal wow. at the 2018 Olympics the women cha- women's champion Sweden Okay. And the mixed doubles champion, Canada. Oh, look at that. Look at that so, place. you know, the curling medals are all spread out mm. across the globe right now. Who yeah. will unite them? I think it is Norway that was uh, famous for their pants. Oh, they had like red and white and blue. Yeah, like, just like diamond pants or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just like this crazy style that really yep. caught on. <laughs> Those <laughs> curling community. crazy, man. All right. Anyone else have an answer for this that uh, hasn't answered it? Tess? Yeah, a uh, bit off a little bit more than I could chew over the weekend. I've transplanted a lot of plants, but we were moving a flowering pear tree from one planter to the next. Yeah, saw this. <laughs> Yeah, a little more root bound than I was thinking. And oh my goodness, that's some wet, heavy dirt. Especially when you're trying to maneuver in Hamaka Schlemmer slippers here. I thought this thing would fly right out. Eventually I had to flip it over, oh. get, stick the roots through the holes that had <laughs> grown through. Covered in dirt. Uh, you know, but hopefully the pear tree survived we got it into that bigger one you see in the background nice. there and you know the weather's <laughs> turning right now <laughs> wow i keep thinking it's gonna pop out it so just... did i man i was like okay i know that the roots here are growing through the bottom because we hadn't moved the that tree in probably like six years or something right. like that so it's been growing in there for a while it was much needed uh, <laughs> but I thought if you gave it a nice solid yank, it would just come flying through all the roots. Uh, not so much the case. Those things were swirled in, buddy, locking it down, <laughs> getting those nutrients. But that was the same day that that tweet came out that said something like, everybody wants to wear Carhartt shit until it's time to do Carhartt shit. Yeah. So I felt good at the end of the day when yeah. I was covered in yeah. mud and completely exhausted from yeah. moving a single tree. Yeah, I moved that. <laughs> That pear plant from that one to that one. It took me two hours, but I Nice. I did see that. I love that tweet. It's a good one. What do you got, uh, Tass, for this? Um, Well, I'm looking into the future, and I just get a false sense of understanding uh, about fishing through Trey. Via tray, I think like I can just get out there on the lake because where I'm moving, got a lake real close. It's got fish in it. So I'm just going to make it happen. I'm, and I'm going to look like a dumbass. And I'm definitely going to call Trey immediately and say, like, what the hell am I doing wrong? 
because I know I'm going to come up empty. And, uh, probably going to buy some car hearts and uh, <laughs> hang out on the stream. But uh, yeah, right now I think I think it's easy, but it's not going to be easy. It's going to be like curling. It's going to be tough. Are you going to get yourself a John boat? Woo-hoo. It's like buying would... golf clubs, basically, right? After going yeah. golfing yeah. once. Yeah. yeah, you'll probably buy it after the first time out there. Yeah, happiest day you buy a John boat is the day you sell it. Something like that. <laughs> so as the saying goes. Oh, you're going to get them, Tass. You're going to get them no problem. It's never your, the fisherman's fault. It's always the right. fish's fault. Yeah, you're just catch not them. biting. Yeah. Much the hungry. temperature. Yeah. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I got a couple more questions here. Hey, boys. My name is Jeremy, and I'm French. Or maybe Jeremiah. Uh, I've been a fan of yours since 2016. I'm a teacher, and some of your segments have inspired some of my lessons. Uh, which is fantastic. I would love to know what you're using from our show to teach your students. My English also got better thanks to you. I'm now using fancy words like convoluted. Anyway, I grew up a Sonics fan. On the playground, my brother was Sean Kemp and I was Gary Payton throwing those lobs or at least trying to. I don't think Kemp gets enough credit for what he brought to the game. Even though the second part of his career was disappointing, I think he deserves Hall of Fame considerations. What's your take? Keep up the good work. Turnip. Love from Paris, Jeremy, again, or Jeremiah, apologies, I'm not sure which one. P.S. Deep down, I wanted to be Kendall Gill. Wow, Liz, speaking into existence here. Um, this guy just wanted to get a bunch of steals in a game. <laughs> I love it. Maybe you want to be a boxer later in life, but I also love it. Um, so yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Sean Kemp, Hall of Fame possibility. Trey, what do you think? My first inclination is no. But Sean Kemp is a six-time All-Star, made All-NBA three times. That's a lot. There are a lot of six-time All-Stars that are in the Hall of Fame. I dug deep into the six-time range. You got maybe a 50-50 shot if you're a six-time All-Star. You know, Joe Johnson, a seven-timer, he's not in yet. Will he get in? Likely not. But there are a couple of guys in the six-time All-Star club that have or will have the exact same case as Sean Kemp. They're all three the same guy. Sean Kemp, Amari Stoudemire, and Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. All six-time All-Stars. Amari and Blake were five times All-NBA. Kemp, like I said, three times. They all really captured the zeitgeist at one point in their career. Obviously, Sean Kemp there with Gary Payton. Uh, part of that one-two punch. Amari Stoudemire with the seven seconds or less sons. And then the Lob City Clippers. They were all playing with great point guards. They were all catching alley-oops. 
They all peaked pretty hard early in their careers and then they went downhill fast. Are any of these guys Hall of Famers? They're all going to end with pretty similar stats, it looks like, you know, around 15,000 career points. Uh, And like I said, you know, certainly the biggest impact they had was on their first teams early in their careers. And the peaks were very high. You know, all three of these guys were instrumental to their team's success. I would say generally the number two to to the point guard's number one. I don't necessarily think any of these guys are going to make the Hall of Fame, but they're all awesome. They're all super fun to watch. And there's a reason that when you see a, a, a super athletic power forward who can get off the floor really fast, they're instantly being compared to Amari or to Sean Kemp, or eventually it'll be to Blake Griffin. Yeah. Uh, Obi Toppin is the guy that's getting that kind of buzz right now. So... I don't know. I don't think any of these guys are ever going to have a chance at the Hall of Fame, but I really liked watching them at their peaks for every single one of them. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they make it, uh, unfortunately, maybe if you're a fan of them. But it's fine because, like you said, like people love them, and will, they'll never be forgotten because of their highlights and because of what they did in games, so that's good. They, all three of their cases, I mean, I guess it's still possible with Blake, sure would be helped by a, like a championship ring, right? Or like some like you know really deep postseason mm-hmm. success maybe one or two times and there's just not like a ton of that for any of those guys so uh yeah i'm with you trey i ultimately don't think they will but that's okay that's fine uh, i loved Deshaun kemp loved 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 him uh and gary payton i thought they were two of the coolest guys in the league at the time and i feel like that's how they're going to remember mm-hmm. lately yeah and sean kemp just looking through his basketball reference here i can't believe only one season he averaged more than 20 points a game and that was his last good season in cleveland where he averaged 20.5 in only 42 games that he played yeah we talked uh, about that once on a show i remember i remember that came up that is yeah. shocking you wouldn't have thought that i mean in those oh, early days with peyton you would think at just minimum he was like 23 24 a game yeah. but uh just not quite there and yeah i think uh unfortunately because he was so good and dynamic for four or five seasons there but then the the end was pretty messy like he just moved around teams and he just he, he was barely playing towards the end of his career and uh when you look at his final numbers he averaged 14 and a half points eight and a half rebounds for his game over a thousand games he played so he stuck around for a while just doesn't really jump off at you uh you know and and you know they made the finals of course in 96 that was clearly his best season as a player but they ran into the chicago bulls i mean if jordan doesn't come out of retirement maybe the sonics have one in fact going back to 1994 when they got knocked out by the nuggets in that upset when jordan wasn't playing what mm. could have happened potentially in that season so um yeah it's, it's tough I, I would say blake out of all three has probably got the best chance of getting in he was third in mvp voting in in 2014 Seem to have a bit of a longer sort of peak there, but uh, but I agree I with that of the three guys, I think so. I, I would Best say, case. but mm-hmm. um, because Amari, I mean, remember Amari started off great, then he had those knee injuries for a couple of years, he came back and he was good, but once he lost his ability to just sort of dunk continually on guys, uh, he just wasn't as effective at the end. So, uh, yeah, they've got very similar sort of stories, those guys athletic, explosive, you know, electrifying dunks for a lot of years, but um, ultimately, none of them really had the uh, playoff success or the team success that sort of makes their cases a little bit stronger. Do, did any of those three guys win a gold medal? Were they Sean any Kemp of them on did. an Olympics? Yeah, yeah. Oh, pretty okay. 96. Oh, he won that Dream Team 2? Is he on that one? Yeah, that might he make was, sense. He was on the, that uh, 94 Goodwill game, actually. Was he was a world 96? championship yeah. team? Oh, okay. <laughs> he definitely was. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, not yeah. that that matters all that much, but some no, people take but... that into consideration. Okay. Came and played in this. Yeah, I remember him in '94 team because he came and played in the Sky Dome in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Blake, Amari Stoudemire, and Sean Kemp all in the same category. Maybe not the Hall of Fame, but definitely the Heart of Fame, right? Mm. Just, you just they, they, they all you know affected fans in, mm-hmm. in a similar way. Everybody just loved watching them. Uh, I would say Blake, yeah, had the longest uh, peak of all of them. Um, maybe Amari was the most memorable team uh, because he was with the Running Gun Suns. Although you know the Clippers are memorable, obviously the Sonics are memorable. I guess what Sean Kemp has going against them is that. Yeah, uh, injuries kind of took away Amari's career, took away Blake's career. You know, Sean's belly took away his career a little <laughs> bit too. He got he got pretty big uh, mm-hmm. in his thirties. His twenties were amazing. All three of these guys. Um, you know, it was just a, it was a great run for all three of them. But it's it's just it's just right on the border there. It's it's hard to put him in um, if you start comparing all the guys. Like once we start comparing power forwards, I I go to. To to see Webb, I'm like, why isn't C Webb in there? Well, I was just going to ask you, do guys. you have do you have Chris Webber just above these guys, right on the same level, below? I was just going to ask that, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Tess. For me, it's C Webb is is a step above just the the offensive game that he had, the repertoire he had, a little bit more, uh, you know, create on his own, uh, a little bit more with the ball in his hands, and as opposed to you know guys lobbing it up for him okay. like those other three dudes, but. But they're still, you know, they all affected me. I still love them. They're still in a, you know, they still have a, a crap load of fans for all three of these dudes. And that's why, you know, I think Jeremy in France here who loved the Sonics and he loved Kendall Gill more than he loved Sean Kemp. He still thinks about him. Still yeah. thinks about him on the court. I was just wearing a shirt the other day. The Kemp uh, Peyton uh, homage shirt, like the NBA mm. Jam duo. I got that one. I love that one. I wear that all the time. Two of my favorite players, for sure. Great question. All right, we got one more. Let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Or I guess we got a second bean. We got a bonus bean question. Yeah, we're gonna dip into the beans. Okay. Uh, let's jump to this uh, this this one here. It's about Survivor. Hey, family. Quick Survivor question. Thumbs up or down on the next Survivor season twist being that the castaways have to try and stay longer than thirty nine days possibly 50 days i don't know what this means uh they can probably <laughs> execute it by increasing the number of castaways adding reward challenges etc wish you all nothing but the best longtime fan that's from morad uh what do you got jd what, what's going on here with this survivor season uh what's going on with 41 um we know that it's happening we know that i think that they're they might even be shooting it now is that right Guys, have you heard? Possible. If, if they haven't, it's starting like this spring. Like yeah. Like when they're re- recording it. Yeah. I'm not so sure. it'll, I mean, I haven't heard anything about extending it to 50 days. Uh, but as an, as a concept, I think I might be up on it. Thumbs up on 50 days. However. Okay, why? Why? Well, why if adding need, 11 more days? What it, is it doing? Okay. Well, if there's a couple of caveats, like you would have to, I, I am thumbs down on having a bigger cast because the cast is massive as it is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what's the most we've ever had? 20, 20 people, right? Probably 20, 20. Yeah. yeah. So say there's 20 people. M- my pitch would be, you got an extra 11 days, start everybody together. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there it's, yeah, it, everybody is all together and nobody gets voted off for the first week. So, Oh, let the dynamics start to play out. Yes. Mm relationships form cliques happen yep. nobody gets voted off then they go to tribal council they vote off somebody or two people or whatever then they split them right okay. randomly i think that would add add a new twist and okay. i think i mean it, immediately i thought like what would i rather watch a marathon or a triathlon no offense Keats. 
It's a triathlon. I'd much rather watch a triathlon. <laughs> How the hell do you watch people swim? Oh, it's God. it's fascinating to me. <laughs> the swimming part's not them. that long. JD's them. a big swimmer, though. I love yeah. swimming. Yeah, I was like, yeah. wow, I wonder if there's any sharks in there. <laughs> Drama. But, you know... Um, and also, you could bring back some of the great endurance players like Ozzy, right? Or mm-hmm. Yao Man, or who else was good? Stephanie LaGrosa. Wentworth, you know, Wendell, yep. Tasha Fox, those, you know, the, those people. So, you know, just to see them go the extra 11 days could be cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, okay. uh, but yeah. You just don't want it to be bigger. Like not bigger, bigger like cast. oh we got this year we got thirty people but it's fifty days yeah. and the, yeah because like with a with a twenty cast it's already like you don't know eight people right. seven people like it's like they're there but they're just like not involved in the storyline because they only have like an hour every week yeah right? exactly so, and then you really get to know the that first vote off you really get to know them yeah, that's yeah a and good how point. you know there's a lot more at stake when you're the first off and it's been a week, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the dynamic could be, it could be interesting, but then again, uh, 39 days, they suffer so much in that 30, but if you can make it to the end, who, who was it? There, there was a, a, a woman who made it, uh, Amanda Kimmel. Yeah. Maybe? She made it twice. She made it end. twice. 39 yeah. days twice. I mean, mm-hmm. she could probably kill, uh, 50 days. No problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. So. I mean, they just get into a rhythm for sure. Yeah. Some people are built for that. Uh, oh, the weather comes into play, of course, and how miserable it is or isn't. But yeah, absolutely. I like your wrinkle. I like the thinking. If you go 50 days, like make this like elongated first week, that's you're thinking outside the box there. I, yeah. I enjoy that. So. I mean, you have to because otherwise, what are you doing? You're just spreading out tr- travel councils and right. Mm. You know. Not into that. Yeah, they're already in a in a good Survivor season. Can be one or two episodes where we're like, eh, all right, yeah. yeah, like we sort of know who's going home. We're just milking it for all it's worth. But that's yeah. right. But it, uh, yeah, I mean, but those good ones. It's when when Jeff's going. There's way too much to pack into 44 minutes. Yeah, we don't have yeah. time. Like we don't have time for all the the goofy shit or the you know the even the strategy sometimes gets swept under the rug. Oh yeah. So you know, let's take our time and if you have a really good cast. Really good endurance players. I think it could be really cool. You could do it. But yeah. you, correct me if I'm wrong, you are more of a fan. Like, you love all the facets of the game, but you are one of these people that I think likes camp life. Yeah. And would like to see that included more than where we've gone over the last couple of years. Like, it's like challenge, reward, challenge, reward. Totally. Like it's like we yeah. lose a little bit of the dynamics of just living at camp. Yeah. I mean, a that's, lot of things are actually happening. That's the game to me. Like sometimes yeah. I'll just, like... I never fast forward things, but I will glaze over during an immunity sure. challenge, you know, like, okay, well, let's, let's. But apparently a lot of the public loves that stuff. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Kids I love get it. It. My kids yeah. love it for sure. Yeah. That's the highlight for them. But I want to see the sneaking around. I like the shot, the shot of the snake. And then we see them at the water hole, you know, like <laughs> ooh, the snakes are out. And then yeah. the shot of the shark and ooh, ooh somebody's being sneaky. <laughs> All right, Trey. Anything to add to this? Uh, this uh, good question here. Uh, the people in the stream team are saying that this would make it very similar to Alone, which would be true. Mm. Uh, you know, if they basically bit. go, oh, I don't know, maybe they play it normal. You get down to the final three, and you see how far those final three can go. How many uh, days are you going? I'm going to 75. I'm going to 77. I'm going to wow, 79. Whoa! The production uh, but it is a team totally would be different... like, just quit, please. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah they would hate it the most, for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're totally different shows. So, you know, I mean, 
How would they do it? Would they lose the voting? You know, the iconic moment of Survivor snuffing the torch doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know. They like to change things up, and it feels like every time they come up with a twist, I'm like, I don't know about this, and then they do it, and I'm like, great, cool (laughs) reward. You got fire tokens? Nice. How much are those worth? (laughs) I'd love to. I wonder if I could trade some of my Top Shot packs for fire tokens. (laughs) Let's see if I can make that work. Uh, you just reminded me, guys, but my uh, Survivor fix right now, because there is no new season of Survivor, I found this show on Netflix called The Bridge. Mm. Anybody heard of this show? No. Okay, let me just explain it really quick. It's sort of Survivor-like. It's a British production. They're, I don't know where they are, somewhere obviously in, in the wilderness of England somewhere. They're by a, a body of water. It appears to be like a lake. Bunch of strangers come together. I think there's maybe 12 of them. And they have 20 days collectively as a team to build, actually build a bridge to another island that has like a hundred thousand pounds on it. Really? And they can't, they can't row there and they can't swim there. They have to walk. They have to make a bridge and then walk there. And there's a bit of like, uh, twists and turns happening and a bit of voting out and stuff like that. Um, you guys, especially Trey and uh, JD, might be interested in it. It's a, it's very different than Survivor, but it has elements of it. Do they uh, have any idea what they're doing? Like they, is it- they know. <laughs> yes, they know that there's money there, but they don't know how it's ultimately going to be decided on who gets it. No, I mean, do they know anything about building bridges? Like, ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's a classic like. This guy was in the military right, and built right. a bridge once, and like this person, you know, has some experience. But there's a lot of them that don't. Yeah, um, but it's uh, well, it's pretty cool. Like what happens? Like, and they have to elect a leader, and he has to make decisions, or she has to make decisions, and uh, they go from there. Uh, and like, I don't know, British people on reality television, for yeah. some reason, just so much funnier and so much totally. like they're such they're so don't care what they say like they don't hide anything they don't keep anything close to the chest or to the vest so uh is it close to the chest or the vest or both close work? to the chest I, yeah i think both vest. works actually. i thought it was vest because I it was like it was a vest as well yeah i, I mean it does you go on your cards, chest keep, you keep your cards, cards close, close to your vest to your, no to your chest <laughs> like that you might not be wearing it. I mean, you do, but both work. Like that, huh? Yeah, your vest anyway. is on your chest. Yeah, so watch the one. bridge. <laughs> yeah, you have to be wearing it. Is this uh, the first season of the bridge? Yeah. yeah. Um, are they moving into different things that they have to make? Like, that would be a pretty cool series. Like, That's hey, we got question. 20 random people. Can you build a car? Uh, <laughs> great question. I, I'm not sure if they are going to do this again. Or, yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Just a whole other challenge. Can you do this in 20 days? Let's see you do it. And they all live together, and there's dyna- dynamics of that. And there's, like, a little bit of, like, potential to, like, you can sort not backstab, but, like, you can take portion of the money without telling people if you want to be sneaky. And, like, it, you get that part of the game. That's good. I'm in. You know yeah. me. You said British. I'm in. Oh, yeah. You're, JD, you're going to love this. I mean, again, it's Survivor-like and it's British reality oh. television. Like, oh, oh, perfect. The bridge. Yeah. All right. Let's get this bonus bean question in. Yeah, let's get this bonus bean question because it actually has um, uh, a Survivor element because oh. mm. there's someone who lost some weight. So listen to this one. Good day, No Dunks. In paying homage to No Dunks Bean Week, I wanted to bring your attention to an Australian by the name of Bo Miles. He's a filmmaker and adventurer who recently made a documentary called The Human Bean, which is on YouTube. He loved beans so much that he decided to eat his body weight in beans, 85 kilograms, over a period of 40 days without consuming anything else. 
I watched a clip of this. It's amazing. He ended up eating 191 cans, and at the end of his experiment, he ran a 50-kilometer ultra marathon. Oh, my God. Because he's a runner. Yeah, he's a runner, and he wanted to run afterwards as well. So he chose six different varieties of beans and would take off all the labels so he would have a surprise every time he hit those beans. Cool. Yeah, I saw him just open a can. This man eats beans just, just... in the wilderness just rough he just throws it on some wood he just opens a can throws it down and takes it down off oh the wood he's with ca- fork. he's not at home he's like in the wilderness he's camping i think that was just one time i uh, know i think that was just i don't know i haven't okay. watched the whole thing okay. um that that well there's i guess there's a question to the question beans aside of course if you could choose to eat only one food for 40 days uh, or your body <laughs> weight in that food what would it be uh and it, just a reminder this is called the human bean yep it's bow miles it was interesting i'm watching it. it's not a long documentary uh, that, how do you that not change email. your name to bean miles oh i know he's, he's just like, got to turn the u upside yeah, down and he's like, bean <laughs> <laughs> don't overthink it sometimes yeah. uh, okay, uh, it's I'm from a- will and Tal- tasmania <laughs> By the way, all right. So uh, a bunch of beans. While well, we were talking about Trace Pickham, loss being uh, the bean bong, um, possibility to just eat 191 cans instead if you oh. want that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no? No? Right. A whole body weight in beans. That's wow. a lot of beans. It's a lot of beans. A lot of beans. That's a lot of beans. He said, his, "He said I just saw a real quick clip, but he just said his mind was going like he just he's just he's losing his vocab. He just wasn't oh, eating yeah. any carbs." <laughs> Uh, so he was struggling and he's a runner and he said, you know, I was getting thin. He was losing weight. Yeah. Um, but he also, uh, couldn't run as well because, uh, he just didn't have the energy and he ran an ultra marathon. Bean miles. What a he wild didn't really day. run an ultra marathon. He just kept farting and like kept <laughs> <laughs> propelling himself. Just propelling himself more. <laughs> Man. Well, how much gas is in that dock? Holy crap. Mm. Uh, that's a good question though. If you had to eat one thing in your own weight, <laughs> mm. 40 days, Lee, anything come to mind? It's hard, it's hard to think of just that one food that you wouldn't just get sick. You wouldn't go bananas? Yeah. You would? uh, I mean, that's the easy. You know what? I'll go banoffee pie. There you go. One thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just eat the banoffee pies. That, that's an underrated uh, British dessert. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. 40 but, days of pie. Yeah. <laughs> You're a wild man. <laughs> what are you doing, Trey? Uh, are you allowing me to change the preparations? Uh, yeah. Then give me potatoes. Oh, oh. Shout out to all the people who make potatoes. potatoes. There's a lot of different ways that you can eat them over 40 days. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Potatoes or eggs. It's potatoes or eggs for me. Sorry. that's uh, Those are the only ones that I can think of that you can get enough variety from 40 days to be switching it up. You know, you could have a different a different form every single uh, every single meal if you really tried. Right, mm. right, right, right. What's the heaviest thing you can eat? <laughs> like actual weight-wise. <laughs> like what could get me there the quickest by eating it in my weight? <laughs> <laughs> the heaviest right. thing. Like a raisins are very raisins are very calorie dense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going. Uh, I'm going nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. I mean, forty days. Yeah, it's getting insane. I think I can do it ten days, no problem. Oh, ten days at nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Nugget Month coming up soon. Uh, we'll we'll celebrate that after Bean Week. 
Um, yeah, I'll go Nuggets. Tass, you got an answer? These people are good. These people are good in, in the stream team. They inform me the beans do have a good amount of carbs, actually. They're, they're sort of on the borderline that you can have them in a, in a low-carb diet. So thanks for that, stream team. I would... Uh, I would go with chickpeas, which is also in here. I could slop some hummus for one meal and then just go straight chickies for another. Uh, Go back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Eggs is a good one, though. Yeah, that is a good one. Mm -hmm. Take a lot of eggs, though. If you want to watch a good movie about uh, beans, check out Game Changers. Uh, I think that's on Netflix, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Chris Paul was... uh, and Lewis Hamilton, maybe the sort of that's like right. the, Exec- executive producers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a really good movie. You'll be you'll be beaning up after that one for sure. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good comment from Jared Dryden in the stream team, yeah. who brings up the fact that Papa John's once claimed to have eaten forty pizzas in thirty days. Pizza's not a bad choice. Mm-hmm. You know, pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. <laughs> when pizza's yeah. on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. <laughs> it's a personal pizza every time you see that. That's right. Show it to All right, let's hear your answers. JD, if you, you got one, what type of food would you eat for 40 straight days in your own weight? Yeah, I think it'd have to be eggs. Yeah. It's got to be eggs. Good old egg man. Over eggs there. or Guinness, but <laughs> Guinness would be easy. What I'd go through three? that. It wouldn't take 40 days. You could do me. it. You're going to do that tomorrow night during happy hour. Watch. Uh, yeah, I don't have any Guinness in the house. I think I'm going oh. to Amstel Light. <laughs> Okay, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. All right. Uh, Lee, uh, let's go drink for drink tomorrow night. You, me, and Big Matt. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say. Oh, we got a big (laughs) guest rolling through. (laughs) Nah, it's good. It makes the people who listen to the whole show, they're getting a nice little treat here at the end. They're like, whoa, it's Big Matt. Yeah, explain quickly for uh, for those that have no idea who we're talking about. Who's Big Matt, Lee Lee? Big Matt is uh, an Australian friend who I met in England. Uh, about 20 years ago, I think it was, when we first met. He's a mate of Big Triggs. And uh, Big Matt and I <laughs> Big Matt and I went to Barbados together. We yeah. had a few uh, a few days out drinking and partying, having fun. And, uh, yeah, I saw Matt, Big Matt uh, and his wife, Nicola, and their two boys last, well, it's uh, two years ago, technically mm. now, when I was in London, caught up with them for the first time in a long time. So, um, yeah, he should be fun. I think you'll enjoy Big Matt. He's a pretty good storyteller. Duh, so. Uh, I mean- yeah. Wait, I got many questions for Big Matt. Yeah. yeah All yeah. about you. <laughs> he'll, he'll answer it. Don't worry. He, oh, he's, he's not going to be short of conversation, Big Matt. It's going to be, uh, just to let you know, let's say we get on at, let's say, 9.30 Eastern tomorrow night. That's going to be 2.30 in the morning, Manchester time, where he lives. But he's up for it. I spoke to him wow. before. He said, yeah, I'm up. I'm up. I'm going to have a great night. I'm taking the day off work just in case it goes long. So Big Matt's in. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So Big Matt joining us for NBA Happy Hour Thursday night, halftime of the Heat Pelicans game. Uh, join us then. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Thank you so much for sending in your questions and comments. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Please like, comment, subscribe, share the YouTube show. We'd really appreciate it. Hey, if you listen to the podcast and you don't watch us on YouTube, that's fine too. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star rating and review. Five-star Friday, coming up at the end of the the end of the week, right, Trey? The start of the month. That's when you usually do it. That's right. And I'm looking at the calendar now. It's going to be March 5th, the fifth day of the month, five-star Friday. Oh, perfect. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Uh, go grab your No Dunks merch at nodunks.com and subscribe to The Athletic, three ninety nine a month. Theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. Really fun show. Great day at the Classic Factory. What you need to know from Tass, The Daily Show and this one back tomorrow with two more bangers. We still have... Uh, are we... Oh, actually, 
Are we doing very solid play uh, this week? We got a weird week here. Oh, he's not in a way. Yeah, you better believe <laughs> yeah, it, I've actually Skeetsy. got a little twist for you this week, Skeetsy. Just because it, uh, I thought maybe we wouldn't do it, and then I thought, hang on, you know what? I'm going to uh, just make it a little bit more spicy for Skeetsy this week. Oh, God, great. <laughs> I cannot wait to get angry on a stream with Lily <laughs> in the next couple of days. Love it, guys. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, keep beaning, everybody. Embrace the bean, people. You could stay-